0: Hello. Recording from Kirsten's house.
1: We're back in our original studio.
0: Yes. Which brings me to our first request of the year. If you want our sound quality to be as good as it is in the studio, you should Venmo us money so we can buy equipment.
1: Yes. Yeah, we have a Patreon. (laughs) We will by the time we upload this. No, we won't. Wait, no, we should get like
0: a... We have the coffee thing. Yeah. But I don't know how that works. We want to give you guys the utmost quality. Yeah, these little phone mics, they're not going to cut it for forever.
1: You guys have been listening to us since May 2023. And have we given you one real commercial? No. No. This is ad-free,
0: quality <laughs> entertainment. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's keep it that way.
1: Pay us. Pay us. Not to be one of those, but if you have, like, $2 in your Venmo account.
0: $2 in Venmo. If it's already in your Venmo account. Just,
1: like, check it over. It's you know? free. Yeah. If everybody listening right now gave $2. We'd have
0: $8. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but listen, that is, that is like, one-fourth of the... Maybe one-fifth of the cost
0: of a microphone, you know? I think it might be a little less than that, but...
1: Well, depending on what kind depending of microphone on the we're microphone. getting. You know? it's That's a fraction, a big fraction of a cost of a microphone. Yeah. So just consider
0: us. We didn't plan on asking you for money, but it makes sense. It's happening. We're it makes sense. two minutes sense.
1: in, and it does make sense. Because
0: we, we want to keep... be able to keep doing this. Yeah
1: our age are in some sort of debt yeah um, especially if you went to school and had to pay for it
0: or if you've ever had a credit card they're a scam they are don't fall for them but we're taking care of it and that's all that matters but yeah money on the mind yeah anyway um
1: this week we have a new episode for you and just so you guys know we're sitting in the non-studio right now we're going to be interviewing somebody tomorrow yeah but for you guys it's all coming on the same day yeah this is just like our intro session. We're working on a new logo.
0: We are in case you guys wanted to know, stay tuned. And we might be actually making the art ourselves. We might be going into the graphic design mm-hmm. era and we might be doing a little bit of digital digital, digital art digital doodling, if you will. If you will.
1: I also have to tell you guys, Allie is sitting in the chair, the the big comfy chair that we have. And my little cat is just curled, next to her,
0: curled, curled up right up in a little snowball. And it's so cute. She loves me. She loves you. Do you want to tell me about your week? We did the moon thing. So we both did the moon thing. That's the um, only highlight of both of our weeks.
1: Yeah, unless there's something else that I'm not remembering right now.
0: But so
1: <laughs> the, the first full moon of the year happened this week. Mm. And we finally made it to our local occult witchy store
0: yes we walk we both walked there met there and we got tarot readings yeah because you know you're supposed to get tarot readings if you listened to our tarot episode (laughs) you're supposed to get tarot readings on a full moon because the veil is thinner right uh yeah it's more powerful
1: it's more powerful and it was cool let me tell you like this the store itself It's just a cute little shop.
0: She makes her own candles. Yeah,
1: it was so cute. Like, I asked her for a full moon candle because she was making them for everyone. And um, she only had one left. And she was like, I'll make more. I'll make more. Yeah,
0: we were like, no, 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 just fine. (laughs) Yeah, we both got our tarot read. Mine wasn't super exciting. But she did say something that if it happens, I will go to her for the rest of my life. What was it? She said that there's going to be a trip coming up and me and Kadar are going to be separated for that. Right.
1: And you didn't.
0: And I was like, oh, well, I we're actually going to D.C. at the end of February. And she was like, oh, well, you guys, something's going to happen. Maybe he gets sick or there's something with work and he's not going to be able to go with you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, because I already have his plane ticket. So he has to go. And if that actually happens... I'll go.
1: I'll take the ticket.
0: All right. Come with me. If that actually happens, she's forever my tarot reader.
1: But it doesn't mean that it has to be that trip specifically that she's talking about. Like, there could True. be another trip coming up soon that you're separated for.
0: Right. And, I mean, if that happens, if a trip pops up, like, I don't know. I don't know. Anything
1: can happen in the next, like, My point is,
0: day or... that was pretty specific. So, if yeah. she... If that happens, she's she's my girl.
1: I liked her. I thought that she. You know what I wish? Because like you, I had gotten there like maybe five minutes after you, mm-hmm. and you were full in the thick of your reading when I got there. So I was just like kind of walking around, and you didn't even notice I was there. Yeah, I was trying. Me. I kept
0: looking for you. I kept turning around. Really? Cause and, yeah, I was and I felt there. bad because I was like,
1: I had been there for like maybe. Five or ten minutes when you texted me. Yeah, I was like,
0: I kept turning around and I felt bad for not paying attention to her at some points. But I kept turning around and I'm like, sorry, I'm I'm just looking for my friend. She was supposed to be here already. And I'm like, oh, my God, did Kirsten get kidnapped on the way here? Like, where is she? You we were in there the whole time.
1: I thought you knew I was there. No, I couldn't see you. Yeah. I guess we never made made eye contact. I just assumed at some point you had seen me.
0: No. Yeah, I wish you were there for my reading because the stuff she was saying, I feel like you would have been like, Oh no, remember like I can't I don't know, in the moment it's like hard to rack my brain yeah. around what she might be talking about. And I feel like even when you read my tarot, you're like, Oh no, like that makes sense because that da, 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 da. so I feel like I wish I wish you were there when my Yeah, was it's nice
1: to have somebody that like know like an outside party that knows you. Yeah. Cuz I feel like sometimes when it's just you by yourself, it's like you're
0: yeah, it's harder
1: to like think outside of your body. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I th- I felt like you had a good reading. Yeah, yeah. But I I was also like trying
1: to pry a little bit and like ask the questions to understand
0: mm-hmm. i guess i never know what to say like i don't know if i'm supposed to be kind of secretive i don't know
2: yeah or if i'm
0: supposed to just be like oh yeah that makes sense because blah 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 blah, and here's the story you know
1: right i think i was trying to balance that too yeah like, i was trying not to say say too much but
0: i think i didn't say enough during mine but it was fun it was a cool shop
1: i'll definitely go back to the shop i liked the, the reader she was nice i i'm weird like sometimes i feel like i'll find readers that are around my age and it's harder for me to well she was maybe around our age actually mm-hmm. yeah but I, she felt a little older like yeah. maybe like a, a few years older yeah she
0: could have been she was like what are you 28
1: yeah and i was like Thank you. i was like yeah
0: girl she's 28
1: <laughs> no but i had an interpretation of that e- even I feel like I've been stuck and like my whole thing was about being stuck and like yeah. not knowing where to go from here and mm-hmm. being kind of directionless. And I feel like 28 is the age where like that started happening because that's all I was when the pandemic started. Interesting. Yeah. So I feel like she saw me as 28 because of that.
0: Maybe. So this episode is all about Polyamory. polyamory. Again. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> so, we did a polyamory yeah. episode a while ago, but we thought February. Why not? Why not? This month's theme, because you know we're doing themes every month this year, is love. Uh, it's also Black History Month. It is, so let's not forget about that. Let's,
1: we support love. We support Black love. Uh, we support
0: black history month
1: and we support all types of sexualities and so polyamory again is happening
0: yeah and we're gonna be talking to someone who who has experience in this
1: a lot of experience a lot of experience well it just so happens that we have very like three very close friends that we can interview on this yeah this is why we're doing a part two because we had our other Friend, if you listen to the first iteration of this, Mm -hmm. we interviewed her about it, and then we have another friend after this that we might interview for a third part. Yeah, so and we're
0: just trying to get different experiences. So yeah, we have a lot of resources. (laughs) So polyamory part two. Yeah, here it is. Tune
1: in. It's gonna be interesting.
0: It's gonna be fun.
1: I'm Kirsten. I'm Allie. And you're listening to. Thank
0: Thank you You so much. much. Thank you so much for polyamory, polyamory. part two. We got both languages for you in case you need it, guys. We have a special guest we mentioned this. earlier. Yeah, and now now she's it's here. It's time, and oh, her oh, name shit. is Tori. Yeah, Tori, <laughs> 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 and uh... welcome to Thank You So Much Pod. Thank you so much, Tori is a poet. And she didn't even know it.
1: I think she, she, knew, it. It. she, she did. knew it. She knew it. She did. And and she she's a writer. She's a creative, and she's a lovely person. And she's here to talk to us today about
0: polyamory. polyamory. <laughs> Welcome, Tori. We're so good at that now. Mm-hmm. Hi. Did you like that intro?
2: Yeah. know. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I liked it. The only attribute that I got was lovely and poetic.
0: You know, that's us. Yeah. Lovely and poetic. No, that's her. Oh.
2: We're she's lovely and poetic. Oh. Oh no. I thought that you guys were lovely and poetic oh. with your introduction as oh. well. Oh yes.
1: thank you. Oh wow. We just really
2: support <laughs> each other all around. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we're
0: all just lovely and poetic
1: so for context we're sitting in the art room of my apartment because we just didn't get our ducks in the row to reschedule with the podcast studio but anyway it's a really funny setup yeah we have the chopsticks holding the microphones yes
0: and it's working really well yeah I think yeah yeah Yeah. how do you feel about your microphone is it the most the best one you've ever used
2: yeah I want to pet it (laughs) oh yeah they're fuzzy yeah
0: they are (laughs) (laughs) thank you i want to just like rub it like just her her. so tori we invited you on because of this episode's topic topic because you have some experience in polyamory (sighs) Mm -hmm.
1: yeah we had a part one and for those of you that Didn't listen to part one. Go Go listen listen to to it. Part one. We talk more about like the terms, and then we interviewed another friend in part one. But this is part two, and so we have more questions. Yeah, because February is all about love. Yeah, that's the theme of the month. The theme
0: of the month. It's also Black History Month. It is Don't want to forget that. First day of Black History yeah. Month is today. It'll be yesterday for all you listeners. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you listen tomorrow when it comes out. But yeah, lots going on. So anyway, Tori.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how did you start in the poly world. Did you ever think this was going to be for you?
2: Yeah. Well, honestly, in my brain, I, I feel like I tell myself that it starts with Weecho, Um, but it's actually not true because my college boyfriend and I, Sawyer. Sawyer. So essentially in college, I dated a lot of people who lived in California because I think that low key, I was just gunning to get to California.
0: Yeah, because you're not from here. Yeah, where are you
2: from? I'm from Rhode Island. And yeah, but I... I fell in love with Sawyer. He was one year older than me. He was all done with school, and I still had more to do in Boston. So we went to our separate cities, and then we were like, oh, it's okay to see other people, even though, like, we're still boyfriend and girlfriend. You can't, obviously, like, fall in love with anybody, but, like, let's go on dates like we're polyam in that way.
0: Okay, (laughs) so you were doing it before it was cool. Yeah, I kind (laughs) of had
2: my – I kind of dipped toes in it and found it sort of – yeah, I I don't know. I'm trying to think if I truly found it very liberating or if it just felt natural because he wasn't there that I would just go on dating. But, like, mm-hmm. in my head, nothing really felt real because I was on my way to be with my boyfriend Sawyer in this land of dreams that I've now occupied for but eight years. But at the
1: time, did you feel like, I don't know about this at all did you ever feel like
2: no i feel like when i was in college like everything the the lid was being blown wide off of everything so mm-hmm. like I, it just felt obvious that i would do the most aversive or different thing for everything so. and that i was able to intellectualize like why any hegemony was not working for me you know mm-hmm. so i was just like oh obviously you know i'm a sexually liberated adult woman <laughs> you know like i'm polyam. am you yeah know and your you? boyfriend's and,
0: like all the way across the country
2: yeah so, so, so that was actually where it started. But what's interesting is when I think about which partner really had the biggest impact in that, I would think that it was my partner following Sawyer, mm. whose name is Weecho. And he, sometimes I even think that to some extent, I, I, feel like it was almost like i was being like intellectually like groomed into this path mm. because it was just like i was just i was just immediately obsessed by this man and this was his ethic and like if i was going to be with him then i was going to adopt this ethic with him and yeah. like here i am freshly educated and also like freshly radicalized in so many other ways it was like very easy for me to like go that way with him even though i think that if i was to be honest about my reason it was just that i was gonna i was so obsessed by him i think i would have just gone any which way he said
0: yeah
1: but the way that you intellectualize it it's like oh yeah it makes sense like we respect each other and we let each other do our own thing Mm -hmm. kind of thing right
2: sure yeah i mean yes even though i think that at the end of the day we were kind of having different experiences with it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but how so well I don't know. I feel like for him it was like all of his partners were like in some ways they were like they're real like love affairs like they 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 substantiated too much spiritually for him. You know, like I I remember what it felt like to watch my partner fall in love with other people multiple times. Yeah. What um did I feel like oh it was challenging. It was definitely challenging. Yeah. There, yeah. there was times when I would literally be like a total asshole about my metamore. Like I remember one time I literally was screaming at him about how one of my metamores is ugly and he's like you have to be joking me. You guys look like each other. <laughs> you know and uh, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like yeah, I really did. We do. We are the same kind yeah, of Yeah, that's life.
1: a good polyamory term
2: you guys up. said what a metamore was in the first episode did you guys not listen to the first episode <laughs> Well,
1: maybe, maybe we need to refresh you <laughs> know what we have
0: bad our... brains yeah it's
2: bad um memory. it's the partner of your partner
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah. it's okay. yeah. so your metamore and paramore i think means the same thing
0: wow <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> yeah
0: so you'd
1: always like compare yourself to the metaphor is basically
2: yeah yeah I I just I was jealous even if I was like saying that I wasn't jealous I I was jealous Mm -hmm. you know
0: that's been my experience with polyamory people
2: yeah yeah (laughs)
0: there's always I mean yeah I don't know that anybody has it
1: In a perfect well, no relationship is perfect, but like like the dynamic just is
0: perfect. Well, like both like I was
2: saying though, I feel like our experiences were different because he was having these experiences where I was watching him experience something sort of profound. He was falling in love with other people and then here I was trying to have sex with other people and just getting used for sex because they understood that I was in love with somebody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Um, And I just kept and I kept being that I kept trying, like trying to see if something more could develop so that I could have so I could actually see the fruit of this liberatory philosophy. Mm -hmm. And, and, And instead, I just am starting to feel used and I'm starting to feel disposable to this person that I'm so in love with i'm seeing him use his other partnerships to like if we if we were in an argument he would just go stay at somebody else's house for four days wow until i'm so desperate to see him that i won't even fight him anymore
1: but did you guys because you don't want to be the bad partner like your primary partners like did you use
2: that i mean we lived together we were together for just under three years like we were in love with each other. Yeah, All like, of our people understood that we were together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like family, friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that was my partner singularly in the eyes of many people, except for that we were open.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When was this like time period wise?
2: This is like... I want to make sure I get ago? that right. I guess like 2000... I guess 2000 and... I Maybe this is like summer of 2017. Okay. Into like the land of 2019. It's so
1: funny because we were all here at that time and like, we just never knew each other. (laughs) I know. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. So after, obviously that ended Mm -hmm. and after that, were you still like, I think Polly is still good for me. I want to find a Polly partner or were you kind of having questions?
2: Yeah. I mean, so I think one of the reasons that partnership did end is because I did find somebody that was falling in love with me. And as soon as that started to happen and, um, his grasp on me kind of started to mm, loosen. Loosen. Um, and I, and I started to build real feelings for somebody else that I was seeing. And he lived with one of his other partners, so he'd literally already moved out from the co-op that we had all lived together to live with one of his other partners. So I really already felt like I was like nothing to him. And now I'm falling in love with somebody else, and it ended. And so yeah, but like, what's <laughs> crazy is like I went on to continue to see this person that I had begun to see when me and Wee were were open and then I went on my Instagram and I'm looking at my live feed it's one of my old roommates and I'm watching wecho get married to a girl yeah. I've never seen before on the beach
0: what? this is
2: like literally like t- like three months maybe after we really had broken up like three months after we had ah. stopped like having sex and like being partners so I lost my fucking <laughs> well how oh does God. he do that
1: is what i want to know like how can he be so emotionally invested with somebody like that that must have been kind of like flowering while you guys were together obviously it wasn't
2: no ac- according to how i've heard it and the thing is is we still continued to know each other even after he was married hmm. um he said that yeah he didn't
1: so he just like no fell in more. love really quickly with this yeah, person fell
2: in okay. love maybe there's other motivations taxes (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah. health insurance
2: (laughs) but yeah but the thing is is if you would ask me in those months following if i was still polyam it's like yeah i'm still i'm queer polyam you know like ethical non-monog baby you know Mm -hmm. like that was just a part of my identity but what was interesting is I was basically practicing monogamy with my new partner because he didn't know how to have those conversations about ethical non-monog, and There's then even had- having my my radical open philosophy, he still managed to find a way to cheat on me. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's, that's yeah. so. This is that's what happening. the fuck is
2: wrong with polyam folks? Yeah. You're listening yeah. to me?
1: I think it's like it's really hard to be on the same page with with the other person. Like
0: it's. There's got to be a lot of trust. I feel like everything has to line up perfectly. Like, that person almost
1: has to be the one for you. You can't be in this, like, mode See, but then you
2: understand the irony of saying then that person has to be the one for you to be able to successfully do non-monogamy. Yeah, but then it it just makes sense. That's that's your brain saying that shit just does not make sense. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, honestly... I don't care if you want to do that. That's fine. It, it never made sense to me personally. Because I'm just not... I can't, like... I can't watch my partner fall in love with someone no, else. I, can't I would either. go insane. I would too. No, like I'm a it Pisces. Was, it, of course it, I'd It go was insane. devastating.
2: It was devastating when it started happening. Like, literally, like, I had a note in my phone where I was writing poetry. And, like, the top of the note was literally just her name. And, like, oh. I had written so many different things there Things where I was trying to love her, things where I was try- where I was venting my, like, my jealousy, my anger, my bewilderment. And, like, and like the thing is, is I'd always just write, like, under her name, write something and then delete it. And I never thought it was good and I'd never just keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one time he was, like, writing a note in my phone, like, for me and he saw that that was there. And then he's like, why is there a note that literally just has my girlfriend's name on it? <laughs>
1: Awkward. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm trying to conceptualize this shit. Like-. I'm processing <laughs> But well, that that brings me to like, kind of my understanding, or kind of what I'm coming to believe is that polyamory is this idea of like, it gives me a sense of like a community where like, you all know each other and trust each other. But it seems like in that situation, you didn't really know the people that he was seeing. And I think that's what part of what makes it not work is when it's like you have no idea who this person is. So you just have this idea of what that person is. But I think it can maybe work better if you meet that other person. and.
2: Well, I actually had had experiences okay. with my metamorphs. Yeah, I wouldn't say that any of us could cross the bridge into saying we were friends, but we knew each other. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I also could very adequately express what an ethically non-monogamous relationship that's successful looks like I feel like I've just in network with other queer folks that practice ethical non-monog I saw what the dream was you know what Mm. I'm saying it just was not what I ended up living like I obviously like the idea would be that to see your partner fulfilled in their relationships to others would also fulfill you and like being able to reconcile to yourself that you have um an absolutely irrevocable place in this person's life and that they love you and yet still that there's more for them and like being able to kind of work through like yes like the profundity of like the bond that you make inside of sex but also being able to rationalize that there's that there could be need for sexual energy and eros between themselves and others you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like and just to see them be happy and to see them be fulfilled by other relationships and to still feel secure you know especially if like that that stance of being ethically non-monogamous is in an effort to prolong you guys's bond to one another you know what i'm saying like literally it, for some folks it'll be the thing that makes them be able to stay together because otherwise they their natural proclivity would be to cheat yeah
1: mm-hmm. because
2: of how they because of how their feelings how they rationalize what they want from their sex life while they're immortal on earth you know what i'm saying like um hmm. Sense not practicing ethical monogamy like even entering back into regular um monogamous dynamics even if i wonder if i hadn't had these experiences in non-monogamy if cheating would still be something that i'd have to struggle with the thing is is i'll enter into monogamous things and then i will be thinking about like wanting to have things with others yeah because
1: you've had Um. that that's like another phase where you did have a relationship that was monogamous yes essentially and it was a pretty like significant long relationship but that's like years later right. in the timeline. But right, yeah. I don't know. But that like reminds me of the word compersion, which I don't think we talked about. But it's the the idea. I mean, you basically defined it in your explanation there. It's like like find love for your other person, finding love or like see love. Oh in yeah. That. yeah, yeah.
0: Like that gives you a full heart. Yeah,
1: yeah. Seeing
0: your the other person having that. Yeah. What are your feelings about it now? To
2: this day, I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well,
0: it's
1: different because, like, you used to be really in.
2: Still now in I'm realizing that on some level I need, you know, like there's, there's, there's tears to how monog like how monogamy could work, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think that maybe hierarchical non monogamy could work for me. Um, where okay, here's literally what I'm starting to think is like I think I'm realizing that I would like to have a lifelong partnership i think i'd like something akin to a marriage like i want to fall in love and i want it to be like a lifelong thing i want to build a household hmm. and i want to maybe even have children if we can get ourselves to that place and yeah i just want it to be known to the world and oh, who i envision doing that even as a queer woman i envision doing that with a man i've hmm. also reconciled that with myself like <laughs> yeah i want to maybe get to a space of being with a man and being able to literally have our children Mm -hmm. but then in my brain i'm like does that mean that i'm never going to have experiences with women or with trans women again Mm -hmm. you know like
0: i think that's what a lot of bisexuals deal with yeah i mean i deal deal we deal with that i mean i do for sure like 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 i've talked to my partner about that before
2: yeah that's really hard for me to think because it's like we're mortal you know what I'm saying like oh so when we're talking about making lifelong commitments it's really it really does kind of make me think I'm like I don't know but then I'm also just like but I guess even when you're married like in a queer partnership or whatever isn't the idea is that you've met your person there's a singularity to it it doesn't matter like me as like a as a pansexual person like that doesn't mean that I need to have every type of thing that I like like it's like should I still be looking to make the bond with my person you know Mm -hmm. and then that will supersede anything else that I could want for my sexual life and when I self-evaluate like on that question it's unclear to me I just feel like I don't know I feel like I could be very deeply in love with somebody and still be missing those other parts of my experience
1: yeah I mean you also might change your mind on that thought of seeing yourself with a man in the future because maybe you find, literally true yeah definitely
2: find the one and <laughs> yeah it's, maybe i'll get sick yeah. of men <laughs> like. yeah. or maybe you'll
0: just happen to fall in love yeah. with a woman and that's yeah. your that's your destiny yeah <laughs> so.
2: yeah
1: i mean that's the, that's the craziness of it and i think that like both ali and i are in committed relationships with men i mean langston is non-binary but like male presenting and that kind of world of like queerness is a little different for sure. Mhm. Um but I think that all the time I'm like, well, I feel like oh, am I missing out on this queer world if I yeah, end up in this.
0: I think that too, but I will say I feel like I don't miss it right now. Mhm. And Yeah. That's good for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As long as that person fulfills
1: you.
2: Yeah. And I really
0: I I think because I am so in love, I don't even care about.
2: Okay. But what about something like you're with your husband? You're you're set like you got your person. That's your best friend. You're chilling. But you also happen to have some less than platonic relationships with women that are around like not to talk like anybody else's business but uh, (laughs) give us the tea (laughs) whoa okay so i found out i found out that no well it's literally my mom i found out that (laughs) i i found out i found out that one of my mom's like close friends that their relationship wasn't totally platonic yeah and with a lady a woman yeah so somebody somebody that's like an auntie in my mind yeah Oh shit that's but, yeah. Uh, and then sure. I and then when I understood, I was like, oh, y'all's relationship isn't totally platonic. And the thing is, is both of them had long term boyfriends and everybody knew each other for a very long time. And for some reason, like this just wasn't it just was like it, I, I think especially because men can rationalize sapphic, yeah. um, sapphic yeah. sexual experiences. Um, it, this was just something that was kind of okay. And when I envision that, I'm just kind of like, yeah, see, that makes sense. So yeah,
0: like that's like, kind of ideal. I could imagine I being for...
2: like married, you know what I'm saying, and then having relationships with women where it's like, even if I have children, even if I'm in like a bonded like, mm-hmm. you know, like thing like that, it's like these aren't secret people, you know, yeah. or these aren't people that are ulterior or outside of the life that I'm building with my partner. They're a part of it. It's just it's not all the way platonic. It's okay, you know. Well, wouldn't you be
1: afraid of like falling in love with be others more than
2: i'm not afraid of falling in love with anybody because no, falling I mean, in like, love is awesome but if you but like how that could maybe jeopardize like yeah my household, like the feelings that i'm talking the feelings about? that, that to, you yeah, have for that
1: person could grow stronger than the feelings you have for your partner
2: yeah i see how that's scary yeah yeah and it's not like that couldn't happen it's like oh why why just because i'm married would anybody else just become like a sexual object to me like obviously i'm gonna have real feelings for them too
0: I think you just have to find the right one to be honest. Like I always thought I wouldn't feel ever feel close to a man like I would a woman. Hmm. And I was destined to marry a woman actually, but uh my current partner like he has a lot of qualities that are not masculine, not feminine, but just like yeah, and that's something where, like, that I can relate to more than other men, I guess. Well, that's where I think and I feel fulfilled, is what I'm trying to say. That's
1: where, like, the modern world comes into it. Because maybe for people in your mom's generation, it's different. Like, our generation is very fluid with gender. And so, like, the idea of gender, the roles that they play in, so- in society are just different. Um, now, it's evolving. Yeah. But also,
0: like, men don't care sometimes when their wife is messing with yeah. women. Still, still because I think in a way if they don't really validate. That yeah, yeah. I was what I was kind of trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That's so the impression. Me, that that's I mean, that's a red flag if you're or like man or like okay that. With you yeah, doing that, but yeah. like you're not already. Or
2: poly. I feel like the or it's also or he's not a okay pretty, with the man. It's pretty usual thing for a man to be like, well, if you want to be with a girl, we can be with the girl. Yeah, that's yeah. True yeah. It's true. like,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but would he be okay with you like making other than platonic friendships with men
2: i'm i mean who would this is a hypothetical <laughs> I mean, this, this
0: is, is a hypothetical. hypothetical yeah yeah if he was okay with the men side as well it's like okay that makes sense well yeah that's what yeah but he's fetishizing, like if he would be fetishizing like the woman on woman relationship i think
1: yeah if I was okay
0: with only that
1: I wouldn't want to be with somebody that like is okay with me being with women only that's doesn't seem right to me because it, it feels it does feel like they're invalidating my sexuality yeah it's like, okay if you
0: it's not if real. you really
1: believed that I was queer then you wouldn't
0: yeah want that if you it's like it's not real like, it's all about sex maybe is what they think but yeah you know for queer women it's not just about sex mm-hmm. So,
1: but what are some like success stories that you've seen because you were talking about how you, there are, like, ideal situations that you've seen other people be in. Let's talk about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, what is a successful polyamory relationship look like that you have seen?
2: Hmm, like, okay, so I'm kind of just thinking about when I was living in the queer co-op in South Central, it was just, like, it was just very run-of-the-mill, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just... I don't know how to describe exactly, but I'm just watching like my roommates like who have committed partnerships that <clears throat> maybe a part of their life also is like inside of like other realms. Like maybe they do they they make sex media. Um, mm-hmm. maybe they do Shibari and um yeah. they have community inside of that. Like some like some of them even like were doing like pup play, if you guys know what that is.
0: Well, we are gonna visit
2: where Some it,
0: kinks later it would be like yeah.
2: where it'd be like it's like a sub dom relationship where the doms like could have multiple pups you know what i'm saying and then oh. that's a version of polyamory as well um with a with an added niche of you know what i'm saying but like the thing is, is i was watching that play out in so many different versions and this one brief blip in my life where it just seemed like that was all that was what everyone was doing yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. you know you're just, living around it
2: yeah i just i just i was living in a queer co-op with people that were really living in a, an alternative lifestyle it almost it almost community? it almost felt like ethical non-monogamy was more normal than monogamy
0: that's what it seemed like on the dating apps when i was on the queer dating
2: yeah oh my gosh well ugh, i'm, E-N-M, I'm E-N-M, E-N-M. yeah yeah i'm never gonna get approached as a unicorn again
0: oh my god i'm so
2: bored of it
0: yeah for those of you who didn't listen to the first episode. A unicorn. A unicorn. Also, if can you like imagine, a little bit queer, Can you, you know
2: imagine I mean? that you're out here, you're pining, you're trying to fall in love, and then all that's interested in you on the dating apps is two people who are already in love? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, come Ooh. on. It's like, y'all have each other. Just leave me alone. Please leave me alone. I exactly. want love, like, also. Not like, interested. Also, if they're, like,
1: really interested in it, there are better ways to do that, because, like, The way that they're doing it is kind of trickery because they'll usually have like usually what it is it's like a girl and a guy and the girl will be on there as like a gay person as a gay girl Mm -hmm. and you don't know that she's in a relationship until she messages you and she's like Hey, friend, da, da, da. like that's yeah. happened to me like several times oh yeah me too I, this is like years ago you know when i was on the apps even so i don't even know how it is now but mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely a thing it's like yeah i want to meet you but i don't care about your punk ass boyfriend like. <laughs> your <laughs> <punk-ass>
2: boyfriend <laughs> yeah no seriously every time though it's like it is the girlfriend Where i'm like mm, yeah, yeah yeah
1: but yeah okay so we're, we're we're going on like somewhat of a trajectory here though so you you were dating Weecho and that was not the ideal poly situ- situation for you. And then you met somebody else and you were dating that person. And that was like more of a monogamous situation?
2: Technically or? it was non-monogamous except oh, okay. for that there wasn't any of the proper communication for it. And when he wanted to do something, he did it fucking wrong. Oh. And... we um,
0: took out the ethical part. Yeah, <laughs> he basically just digged out
2: of the ethical part. Yeah. And that didn't... And for any number of reasons, that didn't... Last too much longer.
1: Well, what were your communications like? What did you ideally want? Like, did you want to know every time they would go see another partner? Or, like, to be
2: honest, ever... when I think about it, something in my brain is kind of like, maybe you can just make peace to the fact that you never wanted your partners to be with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, well, it's oh, like something this you try.
1: Yeah. Because, like, you really, I mean, this is this must be like within the last few months that you've been feeling this way because this is different from what conversations we've had before
2: no i mean it's true it's true but it's literally also just the fact that now i'm at the end of my 20s and i'm starting to think about what am i going to have to do to cycle myself up and into the cream of like a life where i am securely attached and have a clan around myself that i just feel belonging and that i can like ease into and i can relax and decompress my nervous system and kind of like stop spinning my wheels and maybe like gently like ease my way up over the mound of fucking poverty and mm-hmm. just like all the other discomfort that we're feeling here in our late 20s you know like mm-hmm. um And Early when I, yeah our late 20s like we sure are feeling that way
0: <laughs> 28 over here
2: we're, you know? we're all
0: 28
2: <laughs> i'm having my 29th birthday in june but it's we're gonna have my 30th birthday you're we're gonna, gonna skip, skip twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> i would recommend yeah i didn't yeah. really i can just have 29, two, two years of being 30 you know what i'm saying yeah i think that would be easier than like turning 30 in 2025 yeah.
1: no you're no you're actually lucky to do that because i turned 30 during the pandemic me too and it it sucked, sucked. Oh. her 30th, birthday, <laughs> her 30th oh my God. birthday it was like it was like march 13th like right before my real the Robert, lockdown yeah
0: yeah, we went on lockdown the like two days later or something. Yeah. And I had a little party <laughs> and people were like, oh, I don't think I can make it because I'm scared of COVID. But I went. I was like, and it's we fine. were like, OK. And then, yeah, it was pretty small and I was supposed to go to Boston. Oh, yeah. That, canceled. that didn't happen. And like literally the next day or two days later, yeah, I
1: remember we were like we walked with Jocelyn. We walked like a mile to the nearest bar, mm-hmm. and the guy was like, we "We're like, it's not happening. Like things are gonna stay open. We we're like, taking shots." And he's fine. like, "My like.
0: boss isn't closing. There's he. He already told us like there's no way we're closing." And then two days later, everything, everything closed.
1: So you were thirty. I was well. I was twenty eight when it started. Yeah, but then t- turned twenty nine so lucky you should yeah, be happy be. that you're turning 30 and you're not in lockdown <laughs> okay
0: yeah yeah <laughs> well she still has a whole year after
2: yeah,
1: june yeah. to go
0: so so you maybe know, there will be a lockdown there might moment. be let's not <laughs> who
1: knows
2: yeah wow fuck, yeah. <laughs>
0: another pandemic <laughs> there might could be another weird disease that goes around so fun. so fun hopefully not though hopefully not but if you're turning 30 this year but she you know what I'm saying? Like I
2: really feel like I just don't have time for like more bullshit. Like I really don't have to I feel be that. real. Especially yeah. for like family. It's like maybe maybe I maybe I've been pretty uncomfortable, you know? Like maybe I want to <laughs> chill. Like maybe just
0: try doing it. And you said right now that you're kind of moving in that direction, right?
2: Yeah. I yeah. I mean, like yeah. I don't know. I just I Everything feels so complex right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's okay. Well,
1: you, what happened? Because I'm I'm still in like the timeline part of it. Like, what happened after like the co-op and you were with this, like, new person after Weecho? What was the after that? Um. Wow, a lot
2: cause A lot. You, I've cause been in Los Angeles for like I met 8 you, years cuz this
1: is still before I met you. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, trying to piece it together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> 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 I wow yeah my mom is literally at the point of like she doesn't want to know anybody's like name of who i'm dating (laughs) so like deeper and deeper into it every time she's like i can't remember everybody's like names (laughs) because my especially with non-monogamy thrown into the mix it's Mm -hmm. like you know i've been with so many people for a year or two years of my life you know yeah
0: all right let's take a break and go to our segment of the week we didn't have much in terms
1: of what was going on with us this week. Mm-hmm. But there's some stuff there's some stuff going on in the media.
0: There's some stuff. Okay, so we are doing segments this whole year and this segment is new. Yeah,
1: this is the pop culture hour. Pop culture
0: <laughs> minutes. <laughs> this is the pul- this is a pop culture segment of things that are happening right now. The pedment. The pop. The pe- pop. Ped. Pe- pop. We'll workshop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's going on right now that, yeah, you don't know much about this. Um, I don't know why our algorithms are so different.
1: Well, I don't think they are, but, like, for some reason I'm just not on this one.
0: The girls, yeah. the girls are fighting.
1: The girls are fighting.
0: The girls are fighting. But I feel like they never really got along. Well, they did they did. 'Cause they did a couple songs together.
1: Well yeah. But They've like done... I feel like Nicki has always had
0: Nicki just has beef with everyone, it seems like it's
1: because she was the OG She's the OG rapper. Like, I mean the, of like, our really generation. Of our generation that but she was the only one of our our generation that like really as solely a rapper, mm-hmm. female rapper, like made it huge. Yeah. And and she was the one for a long time and so
0: yeah, and I mean, she's got bars, you know. She's yeah. she's, you know. But the girls are fighting because well, I'm not sure if this is true, but I heard <laughs> I heard <laughs> <laughs> so um that Nikki started liking mean tweets about Megan. Oh. And that's kind of what started it. I could be oh, wrong, shit. but that's what I saw on Twitter. Okay. And basically, that's that might be what started it, but they are not getting along right now. And Megan put out a single called Hiss. Came out January 25th. It was pretty much just like a fuck you track, like fuck all my haters kind of mm-hmm. thing.
1: But it was towards... Nicki Minaj
0: I don't think it was just towards Nicki Minaj but But she has a line she has a line in the song that is definitely towards Nicki Minaj okay these hoes don't be mad at Megan these hoes mad at Megan's law okay to break that down for you Megan's law is not because of Megan the stallion but in 1994 it's named after a little girl that is the federal law which requires uh, law enforcement to make information available about registered sex offenders. That's why oh, we can like nice. see who's a registered sex offender near us <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So Megan's law is that. And then people think that it's a dig to Nicki Minaj's husband, oh. who is Kenneth Petty, who is a registered sex offender.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. That feels like it's reaching, but also it doesn't. Like, it seems like... It could be true.
0: In the hip-hop community, everyone knows that it is about Nicki Minaj. All right. So Nicki Minaj's husband was convicted of attempted rape in 1995.
1: Ew, how old is he?
0: Um, I'm not sure, but it was an assault on a 16-year-old girl. He served four years for the incident. He also served time for manslaughter in the first degree for killing a man in 2002.
1: Was it self-defense? Though? I have well, it's no his idea. First
0: degree, so. I know. Yeah. But you know, that's a little like that's a questionable on uh, yeah. Nikki's part to that be is married to someone like that.
1: Like the the murder thing. For some reason, I'm less concerned I know. about that. <laughs> no, for some weird reason. Me too. But the sex offender thing is like, you're a sex offender. Like, right? right. Tried to rape
0: somebody. Right. So, and you did, like, time for it, so it was proven. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a little bit questionable. questionable. Yeah, questionable. After that, Nikki kind of, she, like, went to Instagram, kind of started talking shit about (laughs) Megan, saying that she's got a big foot. (laughs) A big foot? She's big foot. Like, she's, you know, she's tall and big and whatever referencing like cory lane's shooting her in the foot like maybe it's not true or maybe i don't know she was just talking a bunch of shit so nikki made a track back basically coming back at megan and it's terrible is it like a lie to you
1: it's a track or is it like a it's like a single or whatever okay it's not good
0: no oh also (laughs) nikki says something about megan's dead mom oh shit yeah so she kind of hits a low blow she kind of hits below the belt um one of the lyrics in her songs bad bitch she likes six foot i call her Bigfoot. the bitch fell off i said get up on your good here's the
1: thing nikki has bars but she doesn't she's not with the times she doesn't realize like what is offensive now right but well she's not clever right
0: it's like, it's, it's, like, like
1: your shit can be clever, but, like, there's a certain level where it becomes offensive. Well,
0: it's, like, how... What year is this that we're making fun of women for having big feet? That's yeah, so lame. That's super lame like, and stupid. Yeah. And, it's yeah, it's not clever because... Yeah. Megan has big feet because she's a very tall woman. Like, it's not clever at all. There's nothing she can change about that. Yeah, but like, and it's like your not a bad husband thing.
1: Or whatever is a yeah child molester. Like yeah. the
0: whole thing is so. I I was so unimpressed. I was like, what is it like cryptic or like? No was just not good. Yeah, I'll play it for you. I I don't think we're allowed to play it on the podcast. Yeah, I think there's like
1: a certain. I'll play it for you after seconds, this.
0: But Megan is clearly winning in this, but you said something about perhaps a publicity stunt yeah so when i first heard of this i i immediately thought of our publicity stunt that oh, we did about,
1: when did we do that we did it a <laughs> long time ago and we should made we do another
0: one we should we made it seem like we were beefing kirsten does, i don't even know we it posted was on instagram on, in- on just the story right yeah Yeah. And a few people thought it was real. They did. But it made me think of that. And I was like, you know what? What if they just want to be relevant and want, like, they know that this is a publicity stunt and they're just like, all right, now fight.
2: You know, like,
0: put out your tracks, get people talking. A hundred percent. Some people think it's, like, super, super real and they actually have issues with each other.
1: I think it's maybe a little of both. I think it's probably not that deep to either of them. Right. But they're, like, leaning into it. Right. Because they know it's, like, giving them publicity.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. Like,
1: it's probably, like, yeah, okay, that was a little offensive. Let me, let me clap back because I know that people are gonna... Yeah, it's, like, trending. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Megan's hiss is, like, power. Like, power move. Like, she nailed that. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like Nikki's really... She's slacking. She's slacking, man.
1: What happened after, like, you were in the co-op? And then what was your, like, timeline after that? Like, you talked about, like, being around it all the time. And then
2: what's the trajectory after that? I feel like a lot of the relationships were super meaningful. It's like I have poetry to look back on what my experiences meant to me. But I didn't see anybody seriously after Dimitri. I mean, I didn't see anybody and call them my partner, you know, with my chest until Miles. Yeah.
1: We know Miles. We know Miles.
2: And, you know, Miles asked me to be monogamous and asked me to be partnered, like, with them, like, two or three weeks into seeing each other. And I agreed. And And I had this feeling in my heart of, like, yeah, maybe if I just commit to being monogamous like from the jump with this person that'll keep it pure and it'll help me to grow into the the strength of the bond that i want to have and then (laughs) whoop-de-doo i'm the one that's like thinking about infidelity and wanting to be with others even while being in love with miles so that's the pickle
1: i think like that situation was more like you were in different places in life you know and it just wasn't the right time not the right person at the right time situation not that like you needed to be holly it just wasn't the right person for you you know
2: that's what i think from an outsider
1: but now in your space right now you feel like you're wanting to explore monogamy
2: yes okay i mean yeah like my friend was (laughs) my friend we were literally in the car driving and my friend was talking about how they practice like non monog and I just like bursted out with like just say that you're a ho <laughs> and then I felt really bad because like they I could tell that it, it landed in this way where it, it felt like I was coming for them like it kind of went sideways and I just but I didn't mean it like that yeah. but I just it, it was in that moment that I realized like i got some baggage with all of this. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, especially because that person that was talking about their, their ethical non-monogamy was a man. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's almost like it's almost just like there's still some part of me now that has this nagging feeling that like, you know, there's that evolutionarily like where the sperm spreaders. Yeah, you're and you're the singular egg. Yeah. And we just want what the fuck we want. And we're going to figure out a way to make it look like we're liberating you with an intellectual philosophy to just get what we want. Yeah.
1: It is like low key gaslighting in some cases. and,
2: And for me to have that thought and then have practice that ethic for myself for so long it also makes you see the ways that you're the most going with the flowing when you're trying to submit to somebody else's will so that you'll be chosen by them and how it's just like i i really feel like the different genders um as they're practicing ethical non-monogamy are might be having different experiences with the ethic i was having a conversation with somebody that i'm seeing that lives in the uk So this is somebody that I don't get to spend my whole life with, but that I feel like I have a very deep bond to. And we were talking about non-monogamy and basically like where that conversation took us, they were just talking about how people don't want to talk about the alchemical like and the metaphysical way that you're energy is altered when you go into a romantic and sexual union with somebody like people want to kind of make it like it's something that you can do for sport almost like it's a drug that you can take Mm -hmm. mutually and that actually it's way more profound than that and i was trying to take it in what he was saying like you know like how even just if you're trying to be wed to somebody you're trying to have like that most profound union to somebody And then you go and you choose to have sex with somebody else. Like, it's almost like he's saying that there's some kind of metaphysical, like the fabric of the thing is come undone by the fact that you're doing something that from where he was speaking is like so profound, you know, that it's like you're, you're altering the whole spiritual material of the union by making that choice. And I have to, I still have more thinking to do about whether I feel like that's true. Mm. I'm not sure. But like when he was saying it to me, it rang true, you know, like, yeah, like if you're in that most profound, like bond to somebody and then you invite somebody else into that, into that spiritual space, that creative space, like you perform arrows to them. Have you altered the energy between yourself and your partner? You know, mm-hmm. the, like, because, like, obviously betrayal, just as far as, like, a, a fucking social contract that you make with somebody else when you elect to be partners. And just the way that that's literally an intellectual effort and just, like, it's, like, it's spoken, it's agreed upon, you know. How is that different than this kind of, like, unspoken thing that's just, like, this intuit thing? That you enter into when you're in a union with someone is it different you know and like i'm that's a big question that i'm asking myself you know yeah and yeah. what do you think you're not there yet the the way i'm experiencing it right now is i i just i really do think that when i when i do go to have a sexual experience with somebody that it is very profound I feel like even the instances where I thought it was just a one off, it was like a drunken, like whatever, and it was like still somehow the narrative of it, it's just become part of like the thread of like my life and like my idea of myself. Like I feel like, I feel like sex is with the fates. Like I feel like it's, yeah, I just don't feel like it's a small thing. I think, yeah,
1: I think it's harder to, everybody's different, but for me personally, it's harder to enjoy unless I really have like that. Bond with somebody, and it's hard for me to make those bonds like simultaneously with other people. It's hard for me to conceptualize how people are like, Oh, I'm in love with like five people.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Me too. Like,
2: I like okay, there. Here's a poem, it's a poem I wrote called I Swear to God If the Next Man That Touches Me Does So Without Any Soul in It. Do you want to read that poem to us? Yeah, I could literally read a portion of it. Yeah. What doubt could there be that no one second will ever culminate to more than when your soul rushed to your mouth and your mouth rushed to my open hand? This is the incantation by which we draw oil out from water. We graze each other with our own winds to become taut. We are so close to the veil. We're one another's own skin away from the veil. We're head to toe, just barely something other than one another, incantating the water to be the oil and the oil to be the oil for the water to be the oil for the oil to stay oil and for the pan to stay oil hot, so that we can hit the blackened pan of the sky and burn and burn like the stars? Why do any of us play like we don't know what we love at the end of the day? The temporal reality sieve is sorting what will and won't be remembered. I swear to God, if the next man that touches me does so without any soul in it, I'll issue him a denial. I'll pine for you. <laughs> I like that. I mean, like, does it's... that poem sound like it's coming from a polyam girly or does it sound no, like it's sounds coming, like a, it's from, coming somebody from somebody from a that's, that's heading towards yeah. monogamy? That's why yeah. I read it. But, like, with. It's because my brain is starting to think about how much, like, when you make that bond to somebody and you just say, I just want you, you know? Like, I just want you. You mean so much.
1: I don't know. I can't really conceptualize how it works for people that, like, make it work polyamory wise. Like, how are you how can you be like sexually invested with three people even
0: well we have like, friends who are doing see, it. yeah
1: and those are that's going to be our next interview because we do have friends
0: that um, are successful at it yeah so that's like a whole nother side to it no and like obviously there's so
2: many people who are yeah. successful in it and you know like really the best case for polyamory is it's just like it's not our bad that we live in a society where they want you to make a partnership where all things are culminate in one person like they want your best friend and your financial person like the person that you file your taxes with and pay your mortgage with and also that you, the person that you have your children with and that you have all of your sex with Ooh. to be the same person. And it's just, like, you know, like, you should have more than one person that's very close to you. Like, obviously, like, sex, like, intuitively, there's something more to sex itself. But, like, you should have more than one intimate relationship. And, like, if you're an adult, maybe you're able to rationalize, like, I want my partner to also share deep closeness, lifelong love with people outside of myself. I want to love those people as well and like I don't need to bone them you know yeah that's y'all or maybe we do all bang you know what I'm saying
1: <laughs> I think maybe like that situation I can get more on board with like the situation where we all are together because for me if I'm like in a relationship with someone and they're with their own people and I'm with my own people it feels like then why are we together but if it this is just my own opinion but
2: yeah, yeah that's what it is for a lot of people but yeah. then also there's the potential too for like you to enter into a polycule and then for somebody else to kind of be like you're the main dish and try and just be with you that happens mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. i i know an instance of like somebody that was in like a triad for four or five years so that was that starting to look like a marriage that triad and then all of a sudden like two of them are kind of like we want Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how that would That would suck to be yeah. a third
0: one. Yeah. Someone's getting hurt. Like, but then people... it's also like
2: if people had like five years of being with their partner and they broke up and you'd be like, well, that's normal. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah.
2: It happens all the time. But imagine how much worse it hurts when both the people you love, you Are know, like, no. love each other it's still. Like you know what I'm saying? Don't rejection. love me now.
0: Yeah.
2: Fuck. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I want to experience it for myself, but I don't think that I have in my experiences with polyamory. Like, been able to have a sexual experience with somebody else and not f- understand the way that now my bond with the other person is altered
1: it also sounds like in a lot of your situations you haven't been the one
2: that started the
1: whole polyamory idea of it
2: yeah well i was reluctant to tell miles that i wanted to be monogamous with um with them because was i different. Yeah. because i had never done that before yeah like not in years had i committed to being in a monogamist partnership in any kind of way to anyone so it was really hard for me like two weeks in but i obviously could already tell where it was headed i was like we're gonna be partnered we're gonna be together so i was like yeah
0: let's do it yeah Yeah. i feel like if when you meet the right person it's gonna come a lot easier monogamy Mm -hmm. that sounds good i mean i
1: think it does it's like already starting to happen for you you're dating people that are just older like i think not the age has everything to do with it but i do think like that certain like phase in your life you've dated enough people and you're like, okay, let's just settle down
0: <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to have the security too. Yeah. Like of monogamy. It, it really is. Yeah. But is. again, you can still have that security and be poly. It just depends on how you do it. I guess. Yeah. Well,
1: poly still, still a topic that we have more to talk about. Yeah, but it's been lovely to hear your experience with it. And I'm, it's so cool to hear like the trajectory that you've been on and like where you're coming to now. It's, it's beautiful. And it's cool to to see your friend and, and part of that journey things
2: are changing for you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is you start, you start to realize that things are what you say that they are, you know what I'm saying? So if you say that you're in a bond with somebody and this is the sweetest love and I couldn't imagine anything else, things are what you say that they are. If you say you're an irrevocable part of my life and it doesn't matter what kind of bond I build with anybody else that we're safe to traverse this shit together. We got one life to live and that's what it is. You know, just any, any, anybody that's speaking with intention and conviction and being honest and not trying to deceive the people that they're involved with and are just trying to forge paths towards deep and lasting bonds. Like if, if, if you're saying everything with your chest, you're just being honest about your wants and your desires and your, and you're traversing this world bravely and kindly, then you're fine. Yeah, you, you can do that as a monogamist. You can do that as a non-monogamist. There's a lot of different ways to experience love for all of us out here. Can't love people wrong if you love them.
1: All right, so Tori, what do you have uh, going on in your life right now that you want to tell the world?
0: <laughs> yeah, are you working on anything? Can we expect things from you? Yeah, in the like future? what's your yeah?
2: Um, <laughs> we've got poetry reading on deck. At Stories, Books, and Cafe on the 18th of February. I've got a bunch of friends coming out to read poetry to give us musical interludes. It's gonna be really tight. You're
0: I have in to the make Los the Angeles Flas- area. Los Angeles down. area,
2: February 18th. Bring one of your many Valentines, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: your little polycule. Bring, Bring your, your whole polycule.
2: polycule. <laughs> and yeah, and also. I found out this week that I'm getting printed in Archways Editions and their Archways Anthology, their third anthology. For y'all literary folks out there, you guys know that the bestseller for 2024 right now is Molly by Blake Butler, which is being distributed by Archways Editions through Simon & Schuster. And now I'm going to be in one of their anthologies That's because I read on their mic. So that's yeah. really cool. And
0: where can people find that?
2: at a bookstore near you simon schuster mm-hmm. is very well distributed but yeah order the archways editions you know it's not just like it's not just molly by blake butler we got other stuff cool
0: well thank you so much for oh, thank you so much thank you so for, much being on our for being podcast. on our podcast and it was fun yeah guys don't forget to follow us on instagram thank you so much pod send us emails thank you so much pod at gmail.com And just find us. Find us. We'll be around. Buy us a coffee. Oh, buy us a coffee. We have a link for you. We have a link. We sure do. We're gonna upload it right now. It's gonna be there on this episode. (laughs) It's gonna be there. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Give us a dollar. Give us a dollar. And love Love you so much. So much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.